Good morning and welcome back to Driving Theology. This is Mike and it is <clears throat> November 27th, Wednesday morning. Just a good morning. Um, it's the day after my birthday. Yesterday was my birthday on November 26th and that's why I know what date today is. <laughs> I usually am not very... Uh, <coughs> clear on exactly what the date is, but uh, yeah, birthdays uh, don't really go unnoticed. <laughs> Uh-oh, I've got a small, I don't know what to call it, it's a 10 kilo, so I suppose it's about a 5 or, no, I can't be right, 10 kilo, it's more like a 20 pound, 22 pound, um, not 22 pounds, sorry. Hmm? Anyway, uh, it's a small LPG, propane gas, propane, liquid propane gas canister that's loosely secured in my the back compartment of my car. It may make a little noise, hopefully you won't hear it too much. <clears throat> so the day after, let's say today's Wednesday, so in three days, uh, we have our big annual Thanksgiving celebration where we uh, usually get a house of between 30 and 50 people coming over to eat food and enjoy each other's company and it becomes kind of a crazy day obviously. A lot of preparations are going into that this year. <clears throat> uh, gotta go buy some turkeys tonight. And, uh, yeah, so that's what I've been doing the last several days. We're we're trying to complete part of our deck because we want to put a some kind of a some kind of a heat source out there so that we can get some people out of the house and uh, outside just to give us a little bit more uh, move around room. And uh, so we we doubled the size of our deck the last week or so. Cam, Cam has been uh, working on that, and he's we've got everything done now except uh, the roofing slats, and then the roofing material will go on uh, hopefully tomorrow morning, weather permitting, and uh, then we'll have a roof on, and we'll put the lights up, and <clears throat> should get her going. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to that celebration. So we'll. We'll smoke and or roast some turkeys. Um, I think I'll do it in the gas smoker. That's why I want to make sure I got enough gas to do the turkeys. So I need to get this canister filled up sometime today or tomorrow. I to figure out where to do that is my, my regular supplier I think is closed down. So that's something I gotta figure out. <clears throat> yeah, so. Um, <clears throat> theologically, what's going on with me? Not, not a whole lot. <clears throat> Something's wrong with my throat suddenly. So, you know, we're getting into the Advent season uh, here pretty quick. Um, one of my favorite seasons of the year. Um, I really enjoy 
celebrating Advent, <clears throat> and uh, we've been lighting an Advent candle every week to kind of mark the four weeks of Advent, and we, yeah, we do that. I think I'll do something special for that this year. I don't know what yet. But <clears throat> Sorry, I'm gonna have to take a drink of this coffee to get whatever's in my throat off. <clears throat> Hopefully that's better, I don't know. Uh, in this season also, not just preparing for this uh, celebration, but also preparing for, uh, we are preparing for a uh, Christmas concert on December 21st with a chorus group of mine and also uh, maybe up to 30 of my uh, uh, students who go to my school are going to be joining me uh, singing in the choir uh, and they'll be joining us for two songs so the the concert <coughs> will have uh, a lot of Christmas music obviously but we're going to end with uh, Beethoven's ninth uh, the choral part and actually it's a choral arrangement of the choral part of the ninth symphony uh, in which I'll sing the uh, the solo, uh, and then the choirs will join. And the one choir will be an adult choir um, that exists here in the city. And then uh, our our kids will also join in that choir, as well as they'll join in uh, one of the medleys, uh, Christmas medleys that we'll sing of several Christmas hymns. And one of them will be O Christmas Tree. <coughs> and, you know, preparing for this... Preparing for them to sing O Christmas Tree has kind of got me thinking about the the old hymn, you know, O, o Tannenbaum, which is the German. In uh, Japanese, it's Mominoki. Um, and then, of course, we just sing O Christmas Tree. Um, to look at it as a hymn, and I, I never thought about it. I always assumed, oh, it's, you know, some kind of pagan tree worship kind of thing but actually as you look into the verses of the song uh, it's not that at all uh, and in fact the idea of Christmas tree has long been uh, a Christian thing a Christian symbol uh, and there are many many symbols from which to draw uh, Christian parallels right uh, one is the idea that the tree is evergreen, right? It's always green. It's always the same. Uh, it's always alive, whether in summer or in winter, right? Uh, so it's everlasting in that sense compared to other trees that, that die and are reborn. <coughs> um, and so, you know, when, uh, like the, the, the verse that we chose to sing in English is... Uh, O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, you stand in verdant beauty. Um, and it, it uh, you know, is reflecting on the idea that uh, the Christmas tree is, is evergreen, right? It's, it's, it's beautiful in season or out of season. Most trees, um, <clears throat> deciduous trees, um, lose their 
uh, what is it? You have deciduous and you have, or the other word, to, means evergreen, but anyway, we say evergreen. Um, probably come to me when I've changed subjects completely. <clears throat> but this idea that the Christmas tree can can represent God in a way. He's, he's different from mankind who <clears throat> changes with the seasons in our life. And sometimes we're more alive and sometimes we, we're more dead and sometimes we bear fruit and sometimes we're barren. We're shifting, right? We change. Um, we change just with the, you know, the change in, in season or temperature or whatever. Uh, whereas the, the, uh, the momino key, and I guess it's a kind of fir tree or maybe the cypress tree, I can't remember, but you can always depend on it being green in or out of season, being alive, being steady, being the same. Uh, it has in a sense, everlasting life in, in, in that way. Um, and as such, it can be a symbol for, um, the, the life of Christ, right? That no matter how we reflect that life, uh, his life doesn't, doesn't change in us, right? His life is always there. It's always uh, alive. It's, it's we who uh, shift with the seasons. So in that way, I think, I think Christmas tree uh, is an interesting uh, metaphor for Christ. Um, and then, of course, uh, we have the idea of um, the tree as a symbol of, of the cross, right? Now, whether it's, you know, this, this kind of evergreen tree that, that Christ was crucified on or not, who knows? You know, who knows where the wood came from or, you know, it's, it's more than likely it was something else, but, you know. Who knows? Um, but still, the idea of of the tree, of wood, of tree being a symbol of the cross, uh, has been, you know, sorry, I just bumped this microphone. Has been something that's that's been, you know, been there ever since, right? Cursed is he who is hung on a tree, and you know, so forth. And uh, so, this idea of of celebrating with a tree during Christmas uh, could be a way of redeeming that dead tree used for um, crucifixion. and instead celebrating it as alive and evergreen. Um, redeeming the idea of tree in a sense. <clears throat> Another one that just came to me is, is the tree of, uh, the tree of life, right? Um, the tree of life was the tree that uh, is spoken of in, in Genesis that stood in the garden uh, that gave life to all who ate of it. Uh, but Adam and Eve instead chose the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And later, I can't remember who, but I want to say Paul, 
referred to Christ as actually that tree of life. Christ is the tree of life. And so, a, you know, a, a living Christmas tree, <clears throat> I know we often cut them down and, and they, they, you know, are in the throes of death even as we're celebrating with them. Uh, I haven't had a tree like that in a long time, although I've always preferred real trees. Here in Japan, we've had a different uh, custom that when we actually get a Christmas tree that's real, we keep it in a pot. Um, we keep it in a pot uh, and then we um, water it and put it inside the house, use it as a Christmas tree and then maybe keep it in the pot year-round outside and bring it in, bring it in until it gets too big and then uh, well we've done this with two trees one lasted several seasons and then we finally planted it in the yard and now it's it's almost as tall as the house uh, it's, it's a huge Christmas tree that's planted in our yard now Mominoki. Um, <clears throat> and it was the first I believe the first Christmas tree that we bought uh, to use as a Christmas tree in our house we now use a imitation tree in our house uh, but this this Christmas tree is still outside and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna decorate it maybe even next couple days put some lights on it and uh, it's huge um, where I'll find enough lights but maybe I'll just do that it'll be a lot of fun um <clears throat> Yeah, so the Christmas tree could be seen as as a way to redeem uh, the tree as as the method by which Christ was crucified, and many other people have been crucified uh, over thousands of years. Or uh, it can be redeemed as representing the tree of life, right? Um, the everlasting tree, Christ himself, um, I think is a way. And then associate, associating it with the birth of Christ as opposed to the death of Christ is another way to redeem it, right? To redeem the, the tree. Of course, it's, it's, it's symbolic. It's, it's, it's metaphorical because you know, trees have been used for all kinds of good and bad purposes all through the years. So it's not a you know, perfect thing. But, but I think it, it, it can be reflected upon as such, right? It, you can, um, it's a good way to look at the tree as a way to redeem the tree from cross back to living, um, vibrant tree. Uh, a symbol of life, not just a symbol of death. And that's why associating it with the birth of Christ uh, makes good metaphorical sense. Um, I don't know where this is going to go, but recently somebody posted on uh, Facebook a meme about uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas, um, which is the very famous, I, I think it came out 50 years ago, so the year I was born, it came out 67 or 68, anyway, close to, close to the year I was born. And uh, one of the things that happens is Linus ends up trying to 
revive Christmas. Christmas is kind of um, not going well. The celebration, the, the tree that they found um, has lost all of its needles and, and uh, it's not in very good shape. And so um, one, of the, one of the scenes is, is how Lionel kind of adopts this tree and, and does his best to take care of it. And, and in, an, in an attempt to, to refocus everyone's attention on the meaning of Christmas, on the true meaning of Christmas, which is the birth of Christ, uh, he uses, in a sense, the, the tree as a, a metaphor, because everyone's complaining that it's such a bad tree, and yet the whole reason it was a bad tree is why he wanted to uh, save it, right? It, it was a, a sad, uh, poor example of a Christmas tree. And so he, he, he wanted to get that tree because that tree was the one that was uh, the least beautiful and yet he wanted to redeem it and save it. And so Lionel, uh, not Linus, not Lionel, uh, I think it's Linus, right? Linus in the blanket? Yeah. Linus, uh, during their Christmas pageant, everybody has complained about the tree. If I remember correctly, I haven't seen this in a long time. Actually, I have the DVD. I may have to watch it soon. In an attempt to refocus everyone <clears throat> to a better place, quotes uh, a large passage of uh, Luke in, the, in, in Luke, Luke chapter two in the the account of the birth of Christ. And in so doing, his blanket, which never leaves his side, his security blanket. Uh, when, when the scripture comes to the, the scripture, do not fear, he actually drops his blanket for the first time, as far as we know. He's never let that blanket go. It's been his security blanket. But he, he's able to drop his blanket uh, when, when the Bible says, do not fear, right? When the angel of the Lord says, do not fear, um, I bring you tidings of great joy. Today in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you, right? So this, this part of Scripture, do not fear, the angel says. And so Linus, in response to the do not fear, Scripture drops his blanket. Uh, and so there's kind of a transcendent moment where everybody's drawn in because of Linus's passion uh, and commitment uh, to this moment. And it's it's... It's a great moment in cinematic history. Like, it's just one of those special moments. I don't know how else you could explain it. Um, Linus and, and the makers of, of the, uh, uh, you know, the Charlie Brown um, TV specials have always done a great job of doing a lot with very little, right? It's very simple. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> but then he takes up his blanket again. Okay, he takes it up again. So he hasn't lost his fear completely. He knows he should, but he hasn't quite gotten there yet. Uh, and then later in the celebration around the Christmas tree, as everyone is now focused on the true meaning of Christmas, they come around the Christmas tree and they sing, Oh, Christmas tree. And Linus this time takes his blanket and wraps it around the base of the tree um, and lets his blanket go. 
for the rest of the, the duration of the show, right? Uh, and this was all brought up in a couple of articles that I found on Facebook. Uh, I think if, if you go on my Facebook page and look at, you know, fairly recent posts of the last couple of days, again, this is around December, you know, anywhere from 24th, 25th, 26th, somewhere around there. Uh, you can maybe find this post. I think I reposted it. Um, this recognition of the symbology that's found uh, in Christmas, uh, and and the guy, just like uh, Charles Schultz, I suppose, the guy who wrote the article is trying to redeem this idea of the Christmas tree as a as a uniquely and legitimate Christian metaphor. It's not pagan, right? Uh, at all. Uh, there have been some really um, big misgivings. Uh, and mistakes, uh, misrepresentations of the use of Christmas trees down through the years. But actually, I think you'll find um, whether they were, were redeemed symbols at one time or not, uh, this idea of the Christmas tree as a Christian symbol with the star at the top representing the, the, the star over Bethlehem uh, and the tree representing life uh, and and everlasting life uh, and and the tree also being the redemption from a tree of death to a tree of life uh, associated not with the death of Jesus but with the birth of Jesus right at the birth of Jesus we have a living tree at the death of Jesus we have a dead tree um, and yet Jesus as the tree of life lives on and has never died <clears throat> In any real sense, uh, I think we we can, as Christians, can can rally around this symbol and this metaphor of the Christmas tree uh, with confidence um, that it has good things to, to teach us and tell us and remind us uh, about our Lord, uh, about His life and His death, um, and we haven't even got to the part of you know. <laughs> The gifts of Christmas and you know the, the other different symbols of angels and stars and all of these things you know the gospel writers uh, especially Matthew and Luke uh, recorded his birth you know for a reason you know they, they wanted to preserve these these uh, memories of the birth of Christ so that we would have a full uh, and robust theology about the birth and the death of Christ, about the life of Christ, uh, and, and the everlasting life of Christ. Um, <clears throat> so, I don't think worrying about whether Christ was actually burn, born, born, born on December 25th or not uh, has to negate um, Christmas. I think it's silly. I think, I think the whole argument of you know saying Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas is silly as well. Uh, I just don't think there's there's any reason to disparage Christmas. And then you get to Santa Claus, right? Well, people want to say, well, Santa Claus is about Jesus, not about Santa Claus, and so Santa Claus is pagan. Uh, Jesus is Christian. 
And again, this is a simplistic view uh, of who Santa Claus was, which is a uh, kind of a, you know, it, it comes from Saint Nicholas, an actual uh, leader of the church who existed, I want to say, in Smyrna, uh, Greece at that time, but maybe modern-day Turkey, uh, who existed somewhere back in the 4th century at a very tumultuous time uh, when, when the church was going from uh, grassroots, um, uh, you know, I would say a purer, a more pure form of Christianity uh, until it was uh, saddled along the, alongside the Roman Empire and became, um, for, for better or for worse, always known as the Roman, the Roman Church, the Romish, Romish Church, or, or today the Roman Catholic Church. Um, again, I have no, I have no problems with Catholicism as, as a way to, uh, find Jesus, but I think we can still be realistic about the history of Catholicism and, and other religions. I think the American evangelical movement right now is in the exact same boat but when when we saddle empire with church it doesn't turn out well so I don't want to get into that I've already spoken about that quite a bit um, <clears throat> so back to St. Nicholas Nicholas actually by all accounts was a pretty compassionate and passionate leader of the church who who always uh, attempted to champion um right thinking right righteousness he was a he was an anonymous giver somebody who who gave generously um, of his worldly possessions to those who uh, needed help he was he was known for this um, of course there's probably there are probably many um, myths that, that have come up around there but the myths stem from the fact that this very real person uh, knew how to give good gifts, uh, and he did it uh, wholeheartedly. And so, uh, Saint Nicholas was an actual person who actually did give gifts gifts to children. Sorry, my throat's still not right. <clears throat> now, I I agree that we we should be somewhat careful about worshiping Saint Nicholas almost as a god and I think the modern-day Santa Claus you could make a, a case that it has kind of come to that but I don't think you throw out the baby with the bathwater uh, I think it's it's quite acceptable to again try to redeem uh, Santa Claus uh, and teach teach the truth about him right Saint Nicholas, Sinter, Sinter, Sin, Sinter, how does this word? I can't remember what the uh, Norwegian is, but it's Sinterklaas or something like this. Zinterklaas, I can't remember how they pronounce it, but anyway, it basically is Saint Nicholas, is where it comes from. Santa Claus, down through the years, changed over and over and was filtered and, you know, became Santa Claus. Um, uh, but 
he was a very real person who uh, fought literally uh, with his hands at times apparently to preserve the orthodoxy of the gospel um, when when faced with he uh, heresy uh, so he may have actually been a somewhat violent person I don't know how far he took that and how much he embraced violence but there is a an account of him actually punching somebody in the face uh, for heresy in in, in, in I want to say the Council of Nicaea but I can't remember which council it was but it was one of the councils when they were uh, trying to uh, trying to create the creeds as a way to combat um, um, deviations in, in theology. May have been the Council of Nicaea, I don't remember. <clears throat> so he was this really, you know, very real person, this real guy, who uh, had, had a passion to defend the faith, um, but also a, pa a passion for the poor, compassion uh, to help the poor. And he did so quite effectively, effectively enough to where myths uh, have been created and passed down for thousands of years about him. And so, again, you know, you can throw out Christmas tree, you can throw out the idea, the idea of presents, and you can throw out Santa Claus. Uh, but you also have the option of redeeming those things redeeming uh, and, and using them as the symbols and models uh, that they were meant to be. You know, with presents and the, and the wise men bringing presents to Christ and the reason that we, uh, we bring presents and put them under the Christmas tree. Again, if the, if the Christmas tree is a representation of the newborn Christ, right, the living Christ, living, a living tree, a living hope, um, a tree of life, then placing presence at the base of the tree uh, is like the worship of, of placing uh, the wise men placing gifts uh, in front of Jesus at his birth, um, or whenever that was, it could have been up to a year or two after, apparently. Excuse me. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about your ability to redeem the symbols of, of Christianity and, and Christmas uh, without having to reject the entire uh, institution altogether. I think Christ, Christmas has a uh, unique unique way of telling stories that that speaks to children. If, if if used well, I think can do a lot of good. Right? So, yeah. That's what I think. Now, you know, that having been said, you, you watch uh, movies like um, Polar Express, which I really love. I love the whole atmosphere of the movie Polar Express. But the very last... Uh, toward the end of that movie where Santa Claus comes out and, you know, spoiler alert, uh, 
the boy gets the bell and all of that. It's very worshipful and 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 religious in a sense, and it's kind of kind of spooky. So in that way, Santa Claus uh, can sometimes represent God or at least a God, and take on a little more worship than 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 he is due. And I think the real Saint Nicholas would agree that he should not be worshipped, uh, but Christ alone. Um, yeah, we, we do take it really far sometimes. <coughs> but I think seeing it as such and, and realizing that I think is a very healthy way. So I think, you know, just, just in me talking over this, these things this year, I, I think I would like to focus more on, on the Christmas tree as a symbol of Christ himself in his everlasting beauty and unchanging um, unchanging beauty verdant beauty as the, the song of Christmas tree states uh, and then somehow make uh, you know the ideas of Santa Claus subject to that idea of Christ right Santa Claus is is just another Another man who, uh, like Christ, and the gift of, of uh, here again, the gift of everlasting life that he gives us, right? The, the, the Ionios, the, the heavenly life that he gives us. We also try to give good gifts to people in celebration of the good gifts that Christ gives us. To me, that's that's a wonderful thing for us to, to celebrate, right? <sighs> Sorry about the sniffling. It's a little bit cold here today. Something just, yeah. Anywho, my hands are just beat up. I'm working on the roof, so I'm about to my uh, my place of work. Thanks for tagging along. I, I apologize for not posting these things. I, I had a mishap a couple weeks ago where the entire thing did not get recorded. And hopefully, uh, we have been able to rectify that. So I'm going to try to uh, get several podcasts up and try to restart uh, the podcast. I apologize for not being uh, as consistent uh, as I should with that. But thank you for your patience. And uh, I uh, pray that you will see God's abundant blessings uh, more and more vividly uh, this Christmas and holiday season. Bye-bye.